0: Well, good morning, my friends. Um, This is Monday morning, November, excuse me, November 29th. This is podcast number 427. We're going to start a new series today. I'm not sure how long it will go, but uh, we're going to start in 1st John. We may actually go through 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. But for the moment, uh, for the next few days, let's uh, go through 1st John. Grab your Bibles turn to 1 John chapter 5. I want to give you a memory verse. I hope you're enjoying this part. I've decided to do this, you know, over the last few series and, uh, and hopefully it's something that is helping you. Grab your Bibles, grab your notepads. 1 John chapter 5. I'm going to give you a verse and then for you who want extra credit, even though I don't send out grades, you can do verse 12. Some of you overachievers, you type A's. 1 John chapter 5 verse 11 in the ESV says and this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life and this is, this life is in his son let me read that again and this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life and this life is in his son and for you extra credit people verse 12 whoever has the son has life Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. Those verses are very powerful, especially in an age where we all want to pick our own truth. and We want to say that it's universal. There are many roads to God. And yet we see here, whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. Verse 12. Now. I want to use my ESV study Bible, and I want us to do um, some some groundwork. So as we get into this, uh, this will be uh, uh, hopefully not boring to you. It'll be something that you enjoy and this will be something um, that you can join with me. So grab your notepads, grab your Bibles. and I want to share some some things about first John with you. First of all, the author is John the son of De- uh, Zebedee, excuse me. Um, And he was the writer of the last gospel that was written, the book of uh, John, the gospel of St. John. And he was also the writer of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John and the book of Revelation. He wrote this in the 90s uh, AD after death, obviously, um, after Jesus' death. And he wrote uh, from Ephesus where it's believed traditionally that he was one of the pastors of the church at Ephesus. So you can imagine if you get into Revelation uh, chapter 2 and chapter 3 when he's writing down the Revelation and the, he's writing down um, uh, letters to the churches that it was difficult for him um, to write down the things that went to the church at Ephesus where he was at one time the pastor, that they had left their first love. And so it was probably hard for him to say that, not that it would have been a surprise, pastors usually know the heartbeat of the church that they are pastoring. So some things about the epistles that John wrote. uh, They echo the language and themes already sounded in the gospel. Uh, He says the word became flesh, John chapter 1, verse 1 and verse 14. And it's proclaimed uh, in John chapter 1, verse 3 here. Let's turn over there. Um, he says, uh, chapter one, verse three in First John, that which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. So there's this echoing of the theme that uh, Jesus is God. Um, there's two prominent uh, nouns in First John. The first one is God, 62 times that noun is used, and the second one is son, 24 times. And those two uh, signal that God-centeredness to the message of these letters with with God. And uh, we would understand uh, uh, the terms that he would use here um, would imply, would state, uh, with no uh, nothing hidden, that Jesus is the Son of God, and he is God in the flesh. And so as we look at 1 John, we can look back at John 1, and we can see a lot of the similarities. John was talking about his best friend, who was the Son of God. Second thing uh, is that God showed his love by sending his Son to be a propitiation for our sins. Perpetuation means that the Son of God bore the wrath of his Father for your sin and for mine. He stood in our place. He paid the debt that we could not pay. The old song says the debt that we couldn't possibly pay and a debt that he didn't owe. He stepped in our place and in in Isaiah chapter 53, he god poured the wrath of all of his of all of sin he poured the wrath that would come upon all of the world's sin he poured that on jesus christ in our place so he was the propitiation if you've never heard that term before he stood in our place he took the wrath of his father third uh, like john's gospel first john speaks of salvation as life or eternal life and we'll look at a a, just a, a bevy of verses on that particular subject. When the gospel message and the church's integrity are threatened, the saved must abide in the apostolic teaching concerning God, Christ, sin, and forgiveness. We have to hold the line. That line has gotten thinner and thinner and to where it's, it's just almost been erased in, in many churches, then they talk about social issues, which are important, but they're not more important than the gospel. Social issues, issues in our time have pushed away um, what, what needs to be taught, and that is the fact that we are sinners in need of a Savior. Now, once we come to faith in Christ, our focus should be uh, on on leading others to Christ, but also on leading others to serve the disenfranchised and those who are struggling. But number one, we're more concerned about where they spend eternity than where they spend the night. And if that sounds hard-hearted, uh, I'm sorry, but that's the gospel. This life on this earth is for a a, a much shorter time. Um, timeframe, then eternity, obviously. And so, yes, we need to feed the hungry and yes, we need to clothe them. And yes, we need to make sure that they're not on the streets if we can do something about it. But above and beyond that, we need to make sure that they have a relationship with a God who created them and is madly in love with them. So the gospel here um, speaks of the love of God and it speaks about salvation to each and every one and and from that standpoint we share Jesus Christ um uh the word of God and we share that and then we are the hands and feet of Jesus Christ and we love on people for uh all three of these letters first and second and third John emphasize the centrality of Jesus Christ his divinity and also his humanity but mainly his divinity and the fact that um, he pay, came to, again to pay the price for our sin, and only he could, only he could. Uh, turn with me uh, to Second Corinthians. You know that I use this verse a lot. Second Corinthians, chapter five, and verse twenty-one. We haven't yet done a study in sec- in First or Second Corinthians, and hopefully that's in our future. Um, Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 21, for our sake, um, he made him, God made Jesus to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And so we're going to see that in first John in many, many verses. And and so it's the the centrality of Jesus Christ. So if you want to if you want to really focus in on who Jesus is and what he did, uh, first John is is a good place to start, and I was going to go with other books, um, and I was been praying about this, and then today I just really felt like First John was was the direction we needed to go. Uh, fifthly, since God is light, believers are called to walk in the light and to abide in the light. As we look at um, 1 John chapter one and verse seven, and again, this is our overview. This is just uh, the beginning of this series. Uh, Verse 7 of chapter 1, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all of our sin. And then go to chapter 2 and verse 10, chapter 2 and verse 10, whoever loves his brother abides in the light and in him there is no cause for stumbling. Obviously, light is is a... is a way to help us to see our way through darkness, not just physically, but also spiritually. So we need to understand that we're going to be looking at what it means to walk in the light. It's not enough to say that we went to an altar someplace at youth camp or a church and say we said some words and now we're on our way to heaven. We need to show forth uh, that, that we have a relationship with Jesus Christ by walking in the light. Because as we walk in the light, as he in the light, we don't. He's in the light, we don't stumble. Uh, number six: um, these epistles give grounds for Christian assurance. Christian assurance, which is something that uh, many struggle, and I have struggled with this in my life as a Christian too, wondering why I haven't grown fast enough and why I'm struggling, and and uh, and come to God and said, maybe, maybe, maybe what I said I didn't mean. When I asked him to come into my heart. But then I had to realize that I didn't pursue God. He pursued me. I don't understand why. I'm no one special. But to him, he pursued me. He pursued me and I said yes to him. But even in saying yes, it was he that granted me the ability to do that. Look at First John chapter 5 and verse 13. He says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. Now, this this is important. Underline this, that you may know that you have eternal life. I worked with a guy one time. He was a welder, and I was a pipe fitter. And we were up in a basket way up in the sky working on a pipe. And uh, he didn't believe that you could possibly know that you were saved. And he didn't believe um, that you would ever know until you stood before God. And when I would quote scriptures to him, he would call me arrogant and and say that you're arrogant to believe that you can have a relationship with Jesus Christ and, and absolutely know. And I kept telling him that, that we can know because of what Christ has done, not because of who we are. But his teaching for all of his life had been that you don't know and you'll never know. And so you're constantly going. Now, I believe that it proves out in the end but I also believe that we can know as we walk because uh, I'd used the analogy before if you see a a a a parent walking with a child, a young child, it's not the the young child's grasp that keeps the the child safe, it's the parents' grasp. It's not my grasp on Jesus that keeps me safe, it's his grasp on me. So I write these things, John says, to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. So that's first and foremost, we believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. And then he goes on in the next verse, and this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. Now, people have twisted this to say that you can ask for anything you want and you can get it and God really owes it to you. What happens when we're in a right relationship with God and truly walking in light, then our requests line up with his will. They just do. I can't explain how the Holy Spirit leads us, directs us, and guides us in that, but I know that he does. In Romans chapter 8, it says there are times when we don't even know how to pray, and the Holy Spirit helps us and prays through us. That's why Jesus said in uh, in John 14, 15, 16, he he talked about the importance of him going away and then sending the Holy Spirit, mainly in 14 and 16 uh, chapters of John, the Gospel. And he said, uh, it's imperative that I go away, because if when I go away, the Holy Spirit's going to come and going to take up residence within yeah. you. So the outline of the book of John, as we get into this more and more, will be God is light and Christ is the way. Those are two important things that we need to grasp in our day. When the gospel is not, I believe, being preached everywhere, and the things that I see, um, um, lead me to believe that we're so so much more into a liberal, liberal or a social gospel. Again, not that the social gospel isn't important, but it has to flow from a relationship with Jesus Christ and then we go about touching those who he created. So we, we're going to look at that God is light and Christ is the way. We're going to look at the unchanging commandment in a changing world, to love one another, to love God and to love one another. We're going to look into something a little prophetic, overcoming the Antichrist by confessing the Son. And, and some of you are interested in this. What is this, this chips that we're seeing and all of these things that we're seeing implanted in people? And, and where are we headed and what's going on? We're going to look a little into that, overcoming the Antichrist. And how do we do that? By confessing the Son of God. Uh, then we're going to look at overcoming evil by listening to the Apostle John here as he as he uh, he from a, a life of this, a life of standing firm in the face of opposition, a life of being a light in, in a darkened world, even uh, in difficult times, how do, we, how do we overcome? And then we're going to look at the assurance of God through the love of God. Our assurance is based not on our ability to memorize scripture, our ability to do things, and then look back and say, well, look what we did. It's based on the love of God. Faith in the Son as the way to life. Not a uh, living by a, a set of standards, but we have faith in Jesus Christ. And then as we have faith in Jesus Christ, that he is the answer, that he is the way, he's the truth, the life, John 14, 6. Then we begin to apply his truth. And then a final word, a call to faith and to understanding a call to faith and to understanding. I want to make one other change in the way that the podcasts are going. I want to change my benediction, if I can, over you. We've used Numbers chapter 6 for a long time. I want to change this one to a New Testament benediction, and it's found in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18. Let me pray this over you, and uh, we'll bring this to a conclusion for today. Peter says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. God bless you until we talk again.